Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I practice all what I taught. I try to become a doer of the Word of God. So I want to encourage you to get into the Word, grab a hold of the Word, and become a doer of the Word of God. Amen? So I would like to read a few scriptures to review a little bit. The Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Everyone say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 6, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We learn from the previous teaching that if we want to have joy, peace, and strength, we should be people who follow the Holy Spirit, yield to the Spirit, look to the Spirit, don't entertain the flesh or the sinful nature or yield to the sinful nature on the inside of us. So we learn how to walk by the Spirit to have the joy of the Lord. Not only that, last two times we read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. For our light affliction, everyone in the world faced some affliction, faced some problems and challenges and disappointments in life, make wrong decisions, and people may offend us and do something bad to us. So we all face some affliction, but it's considered light compared to heaven, which is but for a moment. Everyone say, for a moment. I like that, for a moment, not the whole life is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why we do not, listen carefully, this is the key word, why we do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen, the problem in life, the situation in life that we see are temporary. But the things which are not seen, that is God, the promise of God, the Holy Spirit, the rewards in heaven, our mansion in heaven, the fulfillment of the promise of God in the future are eternal. So we learn from previous teaching that in order to keep the joy, in order to walk in the joy of the Lord and have strength in our life, we need to really focus on the right thing. We should not focus on the flesh, on the things of the flesh. We should focus on the Holy Spirit. We should not look back to the temporary and past thing. We learned from last time that Lot's wife, God commanded the whole family, Lot's family, not to look back to Sodom and Gomorrah. But while they were on the way out, Lot's wife did not obey the Lord. She looked back. And the Bible says she became a pillar of salt. So we learned from that story last Sunday that what should have been a temporary thing for somebody like you and me could have turned into a lifetime thing. She got stuck there. She became immobile. She got frozen into the destruction of the past because she looked back. So as believers, in order to keep the joy, we need to look forward and don't look back to the past disappointment, past mistake, setback, wrong decision, sin, anything that happened even last minute. When I say past, I don't mean 10 years ago. Even last 10 minutes, don't look back. And God has something for us to look forward to, to move on toward the future. God gives us the bright future. So if we want to get to the future, the path, of life that God has for us. We should not look back. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. 
God has the path for the righteous. How many people are the righteous here? I'm the righteous because I believe in Jesus. We are righteous not because we follow all the laws. We are righteous because of our faith. We have faith in Jesus. So God prepare a place for us in the future. And I want to get to there, to the finish line, and eventually I will go to heaven and have my rewards in heaven. And that path is brighter and brighter if I don't look back, but I look for the future. If you cannot see anything on earth right now, you can at least look at your mansion in heaven. You can look at your crowd of glory in heaven. You can look at the future and you will keep your joy, your faith, and your strength. If we look back to last-minute symptoms, we cannot receive or see healing. If we look back to the bill that we received from the mail yesterday and put on the table, we will not see God's provision because our focus and our eyes are on that bill. If we keep looking back to the problem yesterday, the failure yesterday, we will not see the miracle that God has for us in the future. If we keep looking back to the past mistake and past sin that we committed, we will not see God's given righteousness for us and God's forgiveness for us. We should look to the things we haven't seen yet, and we should not be carnally minded. We should walk by sight, we should walk by the Spirit and look to God, to the Spirit, to the promise of God, and to the future path that God has for us. I myself, I'm looking at the healing. I'm looking at my divine health. I'm looking at God's provision that He has for me. I'm looking at the righteousness that Jesus paid a price for me. He shed His blood. He died for me so that I can be the righteousness of God. I'm looking at His will and I'm following His will and His plan and purpose. And I expect that I will finish my course. I will get to the finish line. I look to the finish line and I'm running to the finish line and I will finish my course, not with sadness, but with joy. Acts 20, 24, that's what the Bible say. But none of these things, none of these things, all the mistake, all the setback, all the persecution, all the heartache and disappointments move me. None of them move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. I believe that all of you who believe in Jesus have a calling in your life. You have a race to run. And you need to finish your course, but not with sadness, with joy. And you need to know your calling. I know my calling. My calling is to build churches and to be a pastor and to look after God's people and spread the fire of God. And I'm a teacher, my calling. So I'm going to run my race and finish my course with joy. Why I need to run with joy? When I run, ha, 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 ho, 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 he, he, he. I don't run and so sad like this. You know why? Because in order to run the race and finish my course, I need strength. If I lose strength, how can I run? And in order to have strength, I need to have joy. The joy of the Lord gives me strength. I cannot afford being depressed. Because I'm depressed, the church is going to suffer. And my wife is going to suffer. And my kids are going to suffer. And I will lose strength. I cannot go to work. I cannot perform surgery. I cannot stand there for four hours to perform a big operation if I lose strength. I need to have the joy of the Lord. And you all cannot afford to be depressed at all. You need to have joy. Therefore, when I face a challenge or situation in my life, what do I do? I will hook up to the Holy Spirit, look at the Word of God, and have the witness of the Spirit, what I should do in this situation, I always listen to the Holy Spirit. Even this morning before I left the house, in Pastor Da's car, the Holy Spirit told me, you forgot one paper in your car. Right away, I went to my car and picked up that paper. 
You see, I listen to the Holy Spirit all the time. I listen to the Spirit, and then I would do everything I know from the Word, from my training, from my ability, and from the Holy Spirit, the best way I know how. After that, I will leave everything to the hand of God and say, Lord, I trust you. I believe your grace is abundant for me. I do my part. You're going to do my part. That's why the Bible said, those who don't eat, don't work. Uh, don't, who, those who don't work, don't eat. I say it wrong. If you don't go out to find a job, don't claim to God you're going to give me a job. You need to go out and find a job. And you need to work. Amen? You have to do your part. And God will do His part. So I will leave it to God. And after that, I don't look at the problem. I look at my author and finisher of my faith. I'm going to keep my eye on Jesus Christ. Why I am going through the shadow of death, through the wilderness of my life, whatever, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. As believers, we need to acknowledge that we don't have to go through grief, depression, and sadness day in and day out, year after year, all the days of our life. We don't have to. We can be joyful. I understand if people are not believers, if people don't know God, don't know Jesus, they don't know about the joy of God. And it would be quite normal to them to be depressed and take some trazodone and some amitriptyline, Prozac or something to get them out of depression. I understand those who don't know Jesus. But for us who know the Lord, we don't have to stay in the torment of sadness all the days of our life. Surely, sadness is real. Surely, sadness can be big, can be very strong, and it will hit all of us. When they say all, I mean all. We going to be hit. I got hit too. We all got hit by sadness off and on in our life. Negative thoughts come in, the carnality, the sinful nature come up and start to think negative. The devil will whisper to us, or the de demon will whisper to us about negative things, and we can go downhill into the valley of depression and get into big trouble. No, we will not stay there. We need to be strong. And in order to be strong, we need to stop thinking about negative thoughts. Because otherwise, if we keep looking back to the negative thing, we're going to be like Lot's wife. We're going to be frozen. We're going to be immobile. And we become so unpleasant that no one wants to be around us. But you may say this way, Pastor, you can say that. You know, you can say that. But you don't understand my situation. It's pretty bad, my situation. And I went to see a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist said that I need to be depressed anyway because of your situation. And my psychiatrist said that you need to be depressed for two years. And where did this psychiatrist get the idea from? The psychiatrist said, I get the idea from my textbook, which was written by a man with a few letters behind his name. Dot, MD, PhD, whatever. But I want to tell you that that textbook can be wrong but I'd rather follow this book. This book is not wrong. As believers, we can rejoice all the days of our life, no matter what happened. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. The book says, the merry heart is the medicine. Therefore, as believers who know the word, and you have no excuse anymore because you listen to this teaching series. So now you know the truth that there is no excuse to be depressed. You need to rise up, get out of depression, and start to look to God, look to the promise of God, and be joyful all the days of your life. Let me ask this question. What good does depression do to you? Any good? What good does depression do to you? Do you think that you are the only one in the world that have faced some challenges and difficulties and disappointments? You are the only one on the earth? No. no. Even Jesus faced that. I faced that too. We all face something in this world. Why we face all this problem in this world that can make us sad, 
because we are living in a very sinful world. The world is so full of curse. The world is so full of crazy people and demons. So we are not in heaven yet. We are living in the world that's going to be attacked by something. So every day is a new adventure. When you wake up next day, today is a new adventure for me. But don't believe in the idea this. Okay, let me talk to you. Don't believe in what the devil said. The devil will say to you, or the flesh will say to you, oh, you're just a mere man. You're just a human being. It's normal. Look at people around you. They're all depressed. They could not sleep. When I grew up in Thailand, I remember as a young man, you see all these men commit adultery. It's okay to commit adultery. And I thought that way too, because I saw all the men in Thailand at that generation flirting around. But after I became a Christian, no, I'm a citizen of heaven now. I'm not a mere man. I have the greater one in me who is greater than the one who is in the world. I'm a child of the living God. Amen. I am more than a conqueror. Amen. Therefore, I don't need to live in depression because I have the joy of the Spirit on the inside of me. The Bible says the kingdom of God is of righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Ghost. So when I have the Holy Spirit like this, I can have the joy of the Lord. Therefore, I don't need to stay in depression. I don't need to let depression and sadness rule over me, oppress me, and run my life. I'm going to be a joyful Christian. And then the weakness will leave and the strength will come Peace will come and victory will come because I walk by faith. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Everyone say always. Always. Everyone say all the time. I say it again, rejoice. Wow, two times he said have joy and at the end he said joy again. You may say I cannot think of anything else on earth to be joyful about. At least you can think about your new body in heaven. You can think about the angels who are building your mansion in heaven. You can think about the crowd of glory in heaven that you're going to receive. You can think about one day you're going to be living in eternity in heaven. But I believe if you look at it carefully, you will see a lot of things on this earth that you can rejoice about. Is that right? Many of us move from another country to America. Are you glad that you are in the U.S. now? The most wonderful, I have traveled many places in the world. I come to the conclusion that America is the best country to live in. So I'm so thankful and I'm rejoiced that I am standing in the land of America and serve people here. Amen? We can think about so many things that we can be joyful about. I always look at Jesus and look at He took my beating and my sickness and I can be healed. And look at Jesus and he took my sin and I am righteousness of God. I look at the things that God called me to do. I keep looking at what I could not see with my eyes, but I could see in my spirit. It's a choice. Everyone say it's a choice. Everyone has a choice. And you have the choice. I have the choice. I make a choice to look at the right thing. I'm not looking at the problem. Psalm chapter 30, verses 1 to 4. I like King David very much. The way he wrote, I know that he knew his God. He knew how to walk by faith. King David said in Psalm 30, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. He faced some problem. Some people tried to destroy him. So he got some enemies too. Oh Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. How many people believe that when you cry out to God for healing, God can heal you? Amen. Oh Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive. He gave protection to King David. And that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you sing of his. And give thanks. Everyone say praise. Everyone say, give thanks. At the remembrance of his holy name, for his anger, now I come to the point, for his anger is but for a moment. Sometimes we get the discipline from God because we keep sinning 
and he say his anger, his discipline is for a moment. His favor is for life. God's favor never ends. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So the Bible says, don't go day after day, month after month, year after year, being depressed and sad. All of us who listen to this teaching right now have to deal with some disappointment and some problems, some bad feelings and challenges in life. This, those situations are real and they can come anytime and they can be very strong and make us sad and cry about them. But you must make up your mind that I'm not going to stay sad forever. It's only at night or a few days. Maybe I give you, King David say only one night. But maybe for you, some of you, maybe a couple of days is enough. And then joy will come in the morning. So in other words, don't stay depressed forever. Get rid of it. Next morning, wake up. Ha, 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 ha. I'm going to move on with my life. I'm not going to stay in depression. Look at verse 6 to 12. Now, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Wow, this man is a man of faith. He said, I shall not never be moved no matter what happened to me. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. We need to be strong by the grace and the favor of God. You hit your face and I was troubled. King David understand the importance of being in the presence of God. His face means the presence, being in the presence of God. I cry now to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I make supplications. When you get into trouble, don't cry. Don't be depressed. Present your request to God. And God will take care of it. Okay? I make supplication. What profit is there in my blood? When I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. He was praying now. He said, hear me. Have mercy on me, Lord. Be my helper. This man always looked to the Lord. He faced problem. He didn't look at the problem. He looked at God and said, you are my helper. He's a very good example to us. You have turned for me, now I come to the scripture I want to emphasize. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth. Sackcloth is the symbolic of sadness and depression and mourning. And clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory, my spirit, may sing praise to you and not be silent. Oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. You notice two things that King David talked about. Praise and thank. Everyone say with me. My Lord turns my mourning into dancing. He put my sackcloth away and clothed me with gladness. I have received the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I refuse to wear the depression clothes which is out of date and ugly. How many people are going to wear the depression clothes or garments? Let us wear the garment of praise. Let us wear the garment of thanksgiving. It's a choice. Is that right? Everyone in this room, when you wake up this morning, you're going to come to church. You walk into your closet and you look for clothes. Is that right? And you have to make a choice. Which one? Black pant or red pant? The suit, what color? What color of the tie. We have to make choice what we're going to wear. After we make the choice, we put it out and put it on. Is that right? We put, everyone say, put it, 
put it on who put it on not your wife i hope you're not baby if your wife has to put clothes on you you may need a diaper you put the clothes on yourself you're grown up is that right so you put the garment of praise on you some people say this way oh, you know pastor you can say all these things but i'm really sad right now i'm very depressed I'm very lousy right now. And I cannot be joyful. And I want to tell you, Pastor, I need to be real. I need to be genuine. I'm sad. I'm sad. And I want to tell you the answer. You are real to your carnality. You follow your flesh to be sad. You should follow the Holy Spirit and put on the garment of praise. When they put on coming a praise, what it mean? It means you look at God. Wow, He's great. His promise will be fulfilled. He's a good God, merciful God. He can answer my prayer. I'm gonna praise you. You're bigger than my problem. You put a coming a praise when you see the greatness of God, and then you put on the garment of thanksgiving, which means you say, even though I have not seen the answer, but I thank you, Lord, for the. Previous blessing, I count the blessing, and the answer will come in the future. I put on the garment of praise, and I put on the garment of thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. When you feel cold, I am the man that all the nurses in the operating room always kind of shake their head because I grew up in Thailand. So I walk into the operating room, and they put the temperature 68 degree Fahrenheit. And they know that after a while the temperature will go up to 72 because I jack up <laughs> the thermometer. And after a while, people start to complain. It's so hot! I say it's, it's good for me, 72. <laughs> you need to understand this. In the operating room, I cannot put any coat on. The operating room suit is thin and only one set. So it's cold. When I walk in the operating room, I just like this, and everyone's so happy because they grow up in Northwest. I grow up in Thailand. So we always have this battle in the operating room. I up, they come down. I go up. Every Monday and every Wednesday, we have a fight in the operating room. When Dr. La walk in, I'm cold, and somebody say to me, "Near, this is your jacket. Put the new jacket on, so you you will be." I I have to run to the incubator with the. Blanket. I pull the blanket out and put on me and walk around with a white blanket in the operating room all the time. People see that. I put the blanket on, but when they first put the blanket on me, I don't feel warm right away. It would take some time for the temperature on my body to change to be warm. Colossians chapter three verse ten say, I read from NLT. Put on your new nature, the nature of Christ. And be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Everyone say, "Put on." We put on the new nature: joy, peace, faith, love. We put on the garment of praise. We put on the garment of thanksgiving. You may not feel joy right away, but if you keep it on, eventually you can start to have joy. If you keep it on. Keep the garment of praise on, amen. You need to keep it on. Don't take it off. You may feel lousy right now because somebody offend you. Instead of being sad and look at that person and keep thinking about what he say, you should put the garment of praise on and look at God, and praise God and thank God and put on the new nature of Jesus Christ on you. Be thankful. Be a, a thank giver. Be a worshiper, be a praiser, and then the strength will come back. The joy will start to rise up, and you start to have peace, and you can smile, and you can have all the wisdom. And people like to be around you. We don't walk by feeling; we walk by sight. We believe God is a great God, and we keep our eyes on the Lord. Many people yield to depression, and they like to be drowned. Into the bottles of pills, they depend on pills a lot because they stay in depression. But for Christians, I believe we have the better medicine, free of charge. 
If everyone is a strong Christian, I would be unemployed because no one gonna get sick, no one gonna get depressed. All the psychiatrists will have no work to do. The better medicine is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our medicine. Therefore, please don't wear or don't put on the ugly, the stingy clothes of depression and sadness. Day after day, year after year, let's put on the garment of praise and the garment of thanksgiving and get rid of the spirit of heaviness from our life. Amen. We put on the spirit of faith and the spirit of joy. Again, when you wake up in the morning, David said this, verse 12, to the end, that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent, O Lord. Don't be silent. Praise God. My God, I will give thanks to you forever. Before you go to bed, you praise God, you thank God. When you wake up in the morning, you praise God, you thank God. When you drive in the car, you praise God, you thank God. You are in your kitchen, you praise God, you thank God. When you are in the office, you praise God, you thank God. When you wear a nice cloth, a nice beautiful dress, you thank God, you praise God. And when you wear a pyjama, you also praise God and thank God. Amen. When your husband yells at you, you still praise God and thank God. I don't say wife yell at me because she never yelled at me. That should be the way of life. The way of life is to put on the garment of praise and thanksgiving. John chapter 14, verse 1. This is the word of the Lord Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. We all face trouble and challenges in life. We must choose. Either let our heart be troubled and be sad, or we're going to say, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to look at God, look at the promise of God, look at heaven, look at the spirit, look at the victory. I will not stay in depression. I shall meditate on the word of God and on the promise of God. I will not allow my heart to be troubled. I make a choice. Sometime, I'm going to end this sermon now about situation in life that we need to deal with. Sometimes a situation can be very heartbreaking. I believe all of us gone through this. It's heartbreaking because somebody or some people that we care so much can be our kids, our husband, our wife, our parents and relative or close friend. They make a wrong decision. They make a mistake, maybe make wrong investment or maybe they sin against God and they hurt themselves. Sometimes they don't even hurt themselves, they hurt you too. The domino effect come to you and you feel so concerned because you care. And that negative effect caused you to lose your joy, your peace and your strength. And you become very stagnant and immobile. And that happened. We're going to look at one example in the Bible here, how the Lord teaches us to deal with the situation that somebody make mistake and affect you. And you cannot run your race. You cannot go to the finish line because you get stuck and you look at the, you feel that it's noble, it's good to care for that person and to love and stay in depression and cry with them for months and months and years after years. You think it's good. But actually, look at what the Bible says. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 35. And Samuel, the prophet, went no more to see Saul, King Saul, until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul. And the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. You need to know the story. King Saul was anointed by the prophet Samuel, by the leading of the Spirit of God, to be king of Israel. But Saul was a very hard-hated guy, very rebellious. He was disobedient to God. He never learned his lesson after mistake and mistake and mistake. He's still very stubborn. He did not respect God at all. He just did whatever he wanted to the point that one day God told him, Saul, 
the kingdom will be taken away from you. I will give this kingdom to another man, and you know who that is, King David. So Saul was losing the kingdom, and eventually Saul died. And Samuel loved Saul. He's a very godly man, very kind man. He anointed Saul with his own hand. So he mourned and mourned and grieved for Saul. What Saul did really bother him, really make him grieve. And the Lord was displeased with Saul's action and attitude as well. You need to understand this. Okay, listen carefully. Everyone in the world has a free will. You have a free will. I have a free will. The Lord may tell us to do something, and we say, "No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do my own way." And the Lord will not force you to do it. I cannot force you to do it, and you cannot force me to do it. We all have free will. Therefore, in this church, I never force anybody because I want to follow the Lord's way. I will never force you to do anything. It's up to you. You have a free will. But if we choose to obey God, we will be blessed. And if we keep being rebellious and keep choosing not to obey God, we're going to get into trouble one day. That's what happened to Saul. Saul died, and Samuel really was mourning. Look at verse one in chapter 16. Now the Lord said to Samuel, "How long will you mourn for Saul?" Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel, and now the key sentence: Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his son. Okay, the Lord. Came to Samuel eventually and said, "Samuel, what are you doing? How long you gonna be mourned? I know the psychiatrist book said two years, but stop now. I don't write that book. Stop being depressed now. Get up. Be glad. Be rejoicing. You need to run your race. You have a race to run. If you get depressed like this, you're gonna be stuck. You're gonna be immobile. You're gonna be frozen in the past." And you cannot go on with life. Rise up, stop. You notice the word that the Lord said to Samuel is opposite to hanging around in depression, wearing the clothes of depression and sadness, and feeling sad all the days of your life. It's so opposite. He say, "Stop mourning, rise up." You are not the judge. You are not God. You cannot control Saul's decision. He's done deal. But you need to make a choice to obey me and run your race. You have responsibility. Stop mourning for other people's mistake. This is what I learned. Sometimes people make mistake and offend me. I have to let go and move on with my life. Amen. I have to let go. And this same situation happened to me many years ago when I started a church. The church was having only 30 members, and one day. A very charismatic young man walked into the church with his wife. Very, very good couple walking. Oh, I look at them and I say, "Wow, this couple gonna be my assistant pastor." So I went to their home every week, once a week, driving from North Seattle to airport area, and disciple this couple for two or three years. So I expect that they're going to rise up to be one of the leader in the church. I have to leave my wife, leave my kids to be there every week. It's not fun to go through traffic down to South Center. And out of the blue, after two years, they call me and ask me to sit down with them, and they say they're going to leave the church. Oh, I tell you, my heart was broken. I feel like Samuel. I was mourning. Grieving, but you know, after a few weeks, I rose up and say, "Stop! I cannot do this. If I entertain sadness, I entertain disappointment like this, it will be in my spirit, and it will pass into people's life, and I will not be able to minister to God's children. 
The church gonna get hurt if I keep going that way to be depressed about this situation that this couple walk away after I invested my life for two to three years every week. Sometimes pastor is a difficult job. Easier to be an evangelist, come in and preach and collect money and go. But for the pastor, you have to spend time, spend time, and one day, 25 years later, bye-bye, pastor. I go to another church. I'm going to bless that church now. And you feel heartbroken. So I decided not to stay in depression, but at the same time, somebody handed me a book about Holy Spirit. That is the beginning point because that couple told me, the reason I have to leave because your church is so dry. I went to a meeting in North Seattle and the Holy Spirit was moving. I cannot be in your church anymore. It was sad for me, but it woke me up. And I started to look for the fire of God. I started to look for the Holy Spirit. It turned the church around because of that disappointment. I, God turned my mourning into joy. Amen. Morning may last overnight, but the joy comes in the morning. Amen. I'm not going to be frozen to the past disappointment. I have a job to do. You have a job to do. You have a calling. I have a calling. You have a race to run. I have the race to run. We need to keep running the race. How can we run the race if we are sad and depressed? And wow, the Bible is so powerful. I like this. He said to Samuel, hey, rise up, put oil in your horn. What does it mean? Hey, we need more anointing. We need the fresh anointing. <laughs> we need the joy of the Holy Spirit. Is that right? I need to be joyful. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I need the oil of gladness inside me. I'm going to forget the past. And not only that, I'll go out with this oil to bless another person. You cannot give what you don't have. If your hand is empty, how can you give to people? You need to have something in you. You need to fill your horn with oil, with the anointing of God, with the joy of the Lord. You cannot control people's decision. You cannot make them make the right choice. It's their own choice. But you should not be sad because of somebody's mistake or wrong decision. You should go on, fill your life with the oil, with the anointing, with the oil of gladness. And then you can go out like Samuel. Samuel met David, the young man, and he anointed David to move on to be the king of Israel. You too, you fill your life with the oil of God, the joy, the faith. Amen? And then could go out to help younger people, to help the nations, to help those who are sick. You go to the hospital, pray for the sick. You go to places and help them because you're so full of the oil of God. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to remind you one thing. If you keep being rebellious and rejecting God and not obeying God long enough, you're going to come to a point that his airplane is not going to leave, take off without you. That's what happened to Samuel, uh, to Saul. Saul keep rebelling. God is so merciful and long-suffering. God waited for Saul to repent and repent, but he never repented. Until one day, hey, it's enough. You're done. I'm going to pick the next man. And I hope that is not you. I hope you are not Saul of this generation. God warned you again and again about certain issues. God tried to deal with you, and you just use all the excuses, all the reason, all the flesh, all the thing to argue with God and give excuse to God. And eventually one day, you know, he's going to say, bye-bye. It's enough. I'm going to use the next person. And don't be jealous of him if somebody rise up in the church and do the greater work than you because you keep being rebellious against me. But thank God Samuel did not stay in mourning and sadness. Samuel listened to God. This, both of them have the name start with S, Samuel and Saul. Do your name start with S? I hope your name Samuel. Like Samuel rise up and put himself the oil.
and he went on with his life. He fulfilled his calling. He ran the race to the end. He go out and anoint King David, and he did not stay in sadness. Let us do that. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody mistake bad decision, sin, anything, past mistake, past failure, past setback, anything in your life, people or situation, steal your joy and keep you stuck in your bad situation. You need to go on with joy, run the race to the end. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Do you learn something today? Will you do this? Will you practice what you learn? Amen? How many people promise God you're going to be like Samuel? Make your hand like this. Fill my horn with oil. Everyone's ha ha ha. Ho 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 ho. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you don't have a lot of hair, so when you're poor, maybe go out, run out of your head. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the story of Lot's wife. Saul and Samuel and showing us from the book of Psalm chapter 30 you promised us Lord that you would put off our sackcloth and you will put on our life the cloth of gladness Lord we make a decision to put on the garment of praise the garment of thanksgiving we're gonna stay in faith Father in the name of Jesus Help us to run the race and finish our course with joy. Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit to show me all this truth in the Bible and pass this to your people, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to give your life to the Lord. Before I became Christian, I thought that I was smart. I thought that I could do well. I was number one in the class all the time. I finished my high school as number one. I finished my medical school as a number one in the class with gold medal from the king of Thailand. But I was not happy. I was not joyful. I feel miserable on the inside of me. Even though I was able to play drum, uh, soccer. I was a drummer of the university, and I was third degree black belt in Taekwondo. I have car to drive, I have beautiful girlfriend, the same girlfriend though. I have only one girlfriend. I don't have many girlfriends. I have only one girlfriend, Pastor Da. But I was not that happy until I gave my life to Jesus, and I began to walk with Him. I'd like to encourage all of you to walk with God. Amen? Just speak with me, talk to God with me quickly. Father, I need you, Lord. I want to come back home. I want to serve you. I repent of my sin. Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life, Jesus. I will follow you as your disciple. Forgive me of my sin. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty